Hi guys, it's Dentrice here. This is a Sugar for Your Heart podcast. Today we focus our attention on Hagar's story. It's a moving one found in Genesis 16, 21 and verse 25. And to be honest with you, anytime I study this story, I get emotional, I get upset and I end up crying. But somehow God always shows me one new thing that allows me to better appreciate him. And so studying this story this morning was no different. I was crying, I was emotional, I was in my feelings again over this story. But God showed me a few things that I really want to share with you and I really hope that you can at least consider one of the gems that I share here today. So Hagar was Abram's Egyptian slave girl. I'm told that her name is the first Arab word in the Bible and it means foreigner or fugitive and in a sense that's really the story of her life because after encounter after encounter she wandered through some really tough spaces at every phase in her life. She was Abram's wife's Sarai's maid. All know that at this time Sarai she could not get pregnant. So she somehow convinced her husband to sleep with Hagar, slave girl, and you guessed it, Hagar became pregnant with a child who Sarah thought would be her heir of promise. So the story tells us that Hagar becomes prideful. She becomes full of herself, what we'll consider the mother of a nation. She has a baby on its way. The baby is coming. She's it. She began to nuff up herself. And it was ding-dong bacchanal between these two women. And eventually, Hagar, she couldn't take Sarah's abuse and she ended up running away. But God told her to go back to Sarai to submit to her authority and he would bless her. So Hagar went back with a different attitude. And years later, 14 years later to be exact, Sarah, she got a child in God's time, of course. And one day, Sarah saw Hagar's child mocking her child. She told Uncle Avery to get rid of Hagar. And guys, Abraham was pressed, but he did what his wife asked him to do. He packed up Hagar and sent her on her way into the wilderness. And while she was out there with no water, she was ready to die. She was ready to leave her son to die. She began weeping. God appeared before her and he showed her where she could get water from. And he told her that she will make Ishmael, who would be a great nation. This story is Full of gems. And anytime I think of what Hagar went through, I become overwhelmed because I begin thinking of this fragile woman, this fragile young woman caught up in a bad situation of no fault of her own. But I'm always deeply touched that no matter what mess we find ourselves in, God always finds a way to reach us. He finds a way to transform us. He finds a way to bless us with more than we can ask or think. Now, this whole situation was not Hagar's fault. We know the situation began with Sarai who was tortured by her childlessness. She was frustrated, she was probably depressed and desperately took matters into her own hands and she persuaded poor Uncle Abraham to father a child by her maid Hagar. Now if it's one lesson I have learned very very well is that we will never truly be happy if we take shortcuts or if we try to play God or if we try to manipulate situations. And this is really tough for many of us, but our actions have consequences and they really ever only impact us. There are times where we may feel like God revealed something to us or he promised us something, but it is not happening fast enough. You know, waiting on God, it's tiring. It's frustrating, but we all need an extra dose of patience. I think patience protects our hearts many, 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 many times. How many of us 
We've rushed into relationships. We've rushed into job opportunities. We've said yes to opportunities, to new situations without really ever thinking, is this what God wants for me? Only to realize when we are in the moment, only when we are in the thing, that where we are and who we are with is not aligned with what God wants from us. I want to encourage you to surrender what is laying heavy on your heart to God. This may be singleness. This may be a bad habit. This may be a work situation. This may be a relationship problem with someone close. Something is laying heavy on your heart. Surrender that to God. Surrender to the process of not being in control and letting go of some cherished desires so that you can appreciate where you are and not rush the brush. I often wonder why did Sarai try to control the situation? And it really boils down to the fact that she wanted to satisfy her own desire of being a mommy. She wanted to keep disappointment. She wanted to keep hurt at bay. And so she took action. And sometimes we do the same thing. We want to be a wife. We want to be a dad. We want to be a boyfriend. We want to be a boss. We want to be an amazing professional. We want to be this. We want to be that. And it overwhelms us. And in order for us not to feel disappointment in the process or hurt in the process, we take action that is contrary to what God desires of us to do. Guys, sometimes we just have to ride out a tough season by seeing the season for what it is. Sometimes you just have to ride out a tough season simply by accepting that what God has for you is for you and he will guide your actions because if we are not, we will find ourselves nursing unnecessary pain and unnecessary heartache. So this week, I want you to ask yourself, what am I trying to control? How am I trying to help out God? Who am I trying to manipulate? What actions am I doing to get the things that I want? Even if deep in my heart, I know this may not be what is best for me at this time. I want you to be real with yourself and real with God. I also want to speak about just how much influence Sarai had over Uncle Abraham. You know, I love when a guy can appreciate the counsel and wisdom of his partner. We have to be so careful, especially when our emotions are not straight, that we do not become emotionally controlled by the people that we love to do things that do more harm than good in our lives. So sometimes you need to tell your support, your partner, your friend, listen, I hear what you're saying, but I need some time to process my thoughts. And processing your thoughts doesn't mean you're ignoring the situation. It doesn't mean that you're not going back to the situation. It means that you're thinking about the situation from all angles. And please do your partner a favor and share your processed thoughts with them. It may also include you saying, hey, listen, babe, babe, friend, bestie, partner. This makes sense to you, but I feel like what you are suggesting is not the wisest. We have to be honest with the people that we love the most. And I feel as if if Abraham, he did that, if he pulled Auntie Sarah aside and said, babe, I know you want a child, but let's just keep trusting God. Let's just talk about what hurts the most. What is different option other than me sleeping with our slave girl? If he did this, we would have had a different story. So we have to be able to articulate our thoughts, our boundaries, and say no lovingly, especially when our partner is suggesting something that's contrary to what God desires. And you know, sometimes we feel like Hagar. Sometimes we find ourselves feeling like the victim of circumstances. We find ourselves in a toxic situation where in our mind, the best thing to do is run away. And many of us like Hagar, we do run away. And initially it works. Initially it feels great. Initially it gives us some type of relief. 
Many times we don't want to experience the tough process of trying to figure out the situation before us or nurturing enough patience or perspective to address the situation as best as we could. So we take the easy way out, we run away, whether we run away physically, whether we leave the relationship, whether we leave the job, whether we move to our next country, we move to our next location, or we run away emotionally where we shut down, we put up our defensive walls, we ignore everything, we stop sharing, we keep everything inside because deep down we believe that we aren't capable of handling the tough situation or handling the process of trying to reach a solution to the situation. I'm not sure what you're running from, but I want to remind you that we can't outrun our problems. We can't outrun ourselves and like Hagar, we may feel justified in doing so, but it is God's desire that we address the problem instead of running away from the problem. And you know what? I think that God is very, very gracious. He always sends us someone to help us process the emotions we may be feeling about a particular situation that we would prefer to run away from. And he often, in grace and love, changes our perspective about that particular situation. I think about my own life. I think that there are so many situations where I was prepared to run away emotionally and even walk away. But somehow, God kept saying, stay or go back. And I really can't explain it. But the more I prayed about the situation, the more he changed my attitude. I'm encouraging you to talk to God about whatever you're facing. Hagar reasoned with the God. I know many persons are afraid to speak to God in a genuine way. We prefer to hide behind religious speak, but God wants the real you and there is no better place. So be the real you with him than through prayer. So speak to him. Let him know what's up. Even if you have to say, Lord, being on this job is stressing me out. My co-workers are toxic. God, I'm ready to roll out. Or if you have to say, Lord, this relationship is bringing up some emotions in me that I have long buried or emotions that I thought I was over or emotions that I have already surrendered to you. Get me out. I'm ready to close off myself. Or God, doing this project is making me uncomfortable. It's bringing up a whole bunch of my insecurities reason with God guys and listen to what he has to say and listening means being still sometimes when we pray we share and we get up and we leave after we share we don't take time to listen to listen to what God has to say to us we don't pause after we share with God and wait for a response from him so I want you to do that when you pray for a few minutes after just be still remain silent and allow God to respond to what you have shared and I'll be real with you Sometimes well-being, still your mind will drift, your insecurities may pop up or some inappropriate memory will come to mind. Acknowledge your thoughts and refocus your mind on God's presence and his impressions in the moment. I want to also share with you that sometimes you have to fast and pray to really know what to do, especially in situations where you feel that it's best to run away or you feel that it's best to emotionally drift. I know some persons fast from social media, they fast from technology, they fast from food and other activities for a period of time to submit their minds and wills to God. Don't be afraid to do this. Now, at the beginning of every year, I do a 40-day fast with a close friend. Fruits, grains, nuts, no meat. We pray certain times during the day and we have specific readings. I know many times the desires and the intentions that I went into those periods with, they shifted and they changed in one way or the other. And there have been projects and people where God impressed upon me to stick with, continue to work with. Don't be afraid to just spend some time, deprive yourself of maybe social media contact of food just to hear what God has to say about a particular situation and the direction that you need to go in. What I'm saying is there are times when you may have to walk away 
You may have to say adios to a person or a situation, but there are also times that you may have to stay simply because God says so. God may reveal to you that the real reason you want to run is to dodge putting in the work or the real reason you want to run is because you are looking for a way out or the real reason that you want to run is because running away from things and people and places that challenge you or make you uncomfortable has become your default way of handling life and handling people god will reveal the real motive for you wanting to run away or walk away and he will reveal your next best steps but you first have to check in with him Hagar never went back the second time she never went back when Abraham kicked her out. She set up her shop where she was and God blessed her. But she never went back because God had impressed upon her that her time in that space was over. Sometimes we don't know when it is time to throw in the towel. As time passes, it becomes clear that, you know, things aren't working out as we had planned. We realize that pursuing whatever is not working out. We realize that mending that relationship, it's not working out. We realize that completing that project, it's not working out. You know, they're costing us financially, they're costing us emotionally, or it's taking too long. I want you to take some you time and weigh the different elements of the situation and move on if you have to. I think of persons who just know when it's time to leave a job, they know when it's time to change the pace of their lives or to move on from a relationship. Sometimes we just know when it's time. Sometimes we just know. And I believe that many times it is God prompting us to move beyond what is safe, to move beyond what is familiar, toxic, and unproductive, and just move on to what he has in store for us. So don't be afraid to move on, guys. Don't be afraid of the pain of moving on. Accept the richness of where you were. Accept the richness of what you were given. Give thanks for it. And take your baby steps and move into something new or move on into a different plane. I also want to remind you that there are times when you will feel invisible. You will feel unseen. You will feel unloved like Hagar. And you will be getting the attention of everybody else. But the one that you want the attention from, you're not getting it. And it's normal to feel that way at, at times. But what I love about this story is that no matter how far we run away from what hurts us at the core or how disappointed we are from not having what we want, God meets us where we are and he restores us. Can you imagine Hagar's surprise when God spoke to her? Can you imagine her surprise when she finally realized that the God of the universe, he saw her during those two times that she was in the wilderness and then he blessed her there and then? Guys, I love that. I love that God finds us in the places where we are trying to self-medicate or where we find refuge and he offers us something more. There are so many people who share that they came into a deeper encounter with God during their toughest seasons or periods. They felt seen, they felt seen by him, comforted by him, and they experienced his unconditional love even when they were at their lowest or when they were at their worst. So this week, I want you to bask in the grace of God and share your experience with someone that you're close with. Share your experience with someone that you love or even a stranger. People still need to hear of real experiences of how God sees his children, how he fights for his children, how he meets his children where they are, and how he changes their perspectives and makes a blessed thing out of a broken thing. Guys, you don't have to run away from your problems. You don't have to play God in any of your circumstances. And you don't have to believe that you've messed up too much or you've gone too far for God's love to reach you. Until next week, I am Dentricia. Stay sweet and stay blessed.